This episode is brought to you by our Fresh Start Full Mastery Program, a seven-month intensive and personalized growth program coming soon, designed to help you take complete ownership and fully embody a powerful, positive parenting way of life. Join the waitlist now to get instant access to the no-holds-barred cheat sheet, three common mistakes and beliefs that hold parents back from reaching full fluency as an empowered parent. Just head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash full mastery to join the waitlist where in addition to the free cheat sheet, you'll also get special pricing and other bonuses when the program launches in April. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. Well, hey there, families, and welcome to another episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I am so excited to be sitting here with Miss Ann Dillard, families, this morning. Good morning, Ann. Good morning, Wendy. So, so grateful to be here with you this morning. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for being here. Families, you are in for a treat. We are going to talk to Anne this morning about navigating the highs and lows of the mother-daughter journey and relationship. And Anne is just such a wealth of knowledge. Family, she is a licensed marriage and family therapist, a mother-daughter coach, and a parenting educator, amongst many other things. Um, she's the founder of KIP Consulting Services, and she is passionate about instilling hope and empowering individuals to live their best lives. She operates a thriving practice in Georgia where she offers mental health services to teens and their families. And Miss Anne hosts conversation circles where she helps women of all ages to navigate challenges in their own mother-daughter relationships. She's written and presented healthy relationship workshops both nationally and also online. And she's also appeared on radio and TV and podcast programs discussing the challenges and triumphs of recognizing, repairing, and building healthy mother-daughter relationships. And it doesn't stop there, you guys. She's the co-author of the Amazon number one bestseller, Unchain My Legacy where she talks about the emotional debt that she inherited and in turn passed on to her daughter, even though she vowed that she would never do that. I can't wait to hear more about that, Anne. Miss <laughs> um, Anne is very transparent in her work. I love that about you so much. And her writing, weaving in her clinical knowledge as a licensed marriage and family therapist. She has also contributed to other publications such as Unchain Me Mama, The Forgiveness Factor, Miss Anne has created several tools to help foster healthy relationships and stronger bonds between mothers and daughters, as well as parents and their teens. She is a brain spotting therapist and also trained in foster care and adoption competency. And you're a certified Daring Way facilitator through Dr. Brown's organization, Dr. Brene Brown. How, when, when do you sleep? <laughs> you know, I get it in here and there. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
amazing and you're doing so many um, just wonderful things in the world and I want to hear more about your journey to get where, to where you are today. Um, but first, families, I wanted to give you just a, a quick preview of what we're going to be covering today as far as navigating the highs and lows of the mother-daughter relationship. So Anne's going to talk to us about why the mother-daughter relationship is so important. Number two, ways to stay connected with your daughter through adolescence and into the teen years. And number three, types of mother-daughter relationships and how to thrive. Gosh, this is such a... Um, a wonderful subject for me to be talking to you about because this is a big one in my life that I'm always looking at and, and working about, you know, working with my daughter and um, was the reason why I got into positive parenting. She's the one that I had, you know, um, a lot of, of trouble with as far as like relationship goes uh, from birth, really. And it's been such a beautiful journey over the last 10 years to realize there is so much underneath of this that I was never even aware of. And the more I seem to unravel it and the more I, I do personal development work around our relationship, around, um, around it all, the more joy I get as a mother. So will you kick us off by just telling us your journey? How did you get to where you are today? How did you start um, doing all of this wonderful work that you do out in the world? Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And, um, and I never get used to hearing that bio written. Yeah. <laughs> I never get used to hearing it read. I'm, I'm always like, okay, who's that? <laughs> yeah, that is a lot of hard work. And, that, and to hear it yeah, back and is... I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to be used in, in those ways, right? Because healing is so necessary and healing is so important. And um, I have worked in, basically, I went to college, right, um, got married the last year of my college journey, and um, I became pregnant. So when I graduated from college, I was probably about seven months pregnant. And my husband and I, at that time, we decided that, okay, I'm going to stay home and raise our children. And, you know, we had it all laid out, how many children we wanted, their names and everything <laughs> like that. <laughs> Thinking everything's gonna go just as planned, just right? Just as planned. That's what I and thought too. Be these perfect humans and yes. we're gonna be these perfect parents and it's gonna go great. Well, <laughs> we, we did, I stayed, I was able to stay home and nurture them for the first 12 years. Wow. Of their lives. Yes, that was quite a sacrifice. And um, and it was a beautiful sacrifice. I enjoyed every minute of it. And so fast forward years later, our oldest, our daughter now just turned 31. Nice. She's our oldest and we have a 29-year-old son. And we also have a 23-year-old son. So I noticed as, as you know, they became teenagers, things got a little harder. A lot, a lot more challenging, not because they were bad kids or they didn't listen, but just the, the personalities and, and things like that start to, you know, clash. Um, and what I didn't realize then was that when they became those ages where the challenges started in my life, it became harder for me to be present and it became harder for me to parent. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't know that then. I didn't know that 
you know, the things that they were going through um, invoke fear in me of them having similar experiences or different things like that. And, and I didn't realize a lot of those things until um, grad school. Wow. Yeah, because even in my 13, um, 12 years of being home and raising the children, I didn't necessarily, um, I didn't have a, a, a background on what to do. I was academically focused and I was achievement based. Yeah. And so I, I prepared them. I was preparing them for the world. I was preparing them to achieve. I was preparing them to be academically great, which they all are amazing scholars nice. or have been. Um, and I, I left it. And I was also teaching them to be biblically based, spiritually based and to be grounded in Jesus Christ. Nice. That's a part of that's a part of my journey. But because I did not have that emotional piece mm -hmm. that piece was missing for me and you can't give what you don't have yes right yeah and the other thing that i discovered is that you repeat what you don't repair oh yeah you, <laughs> you know you can't just you can't just avoid it mm -hmm. and and it go and, and it goes away it doesn't go away and yeah. so I noticed, you know, the drifting in the relationship and, and things like that as I struggled with things that was going on in my own life um, at the time. And I struggled with things that was coming up from my past life. I noticed that, you know, the way that I coped was um, through overeating. Uh, I coped through being busy. I coped through so many different things because, again, I didn't have that emotional piece to regulate yeah. and help ground them in that space. Uh, so a few years ago, maybe about two or three years ago, I was approached by this visionary author, um, Audra R. Upchurch, to be a part of an anthology that's called Unchain My Legacy. And this was 12 women uh, putting together their story of um, stories of things that they've gone through in their life that they needed to unchain so that they can create a, a better future or a more emotional wellness for you know, their legacy, not passing on generational curses. Nice. And so then I got the chance to approach my daughter and I asked her in a question of what do you wish you knew when you were 13? And see, I've been reckoning with this and I've worked with enough girls um, worldwide to know that 13 is one of that critical milestone age. Mm. Yeah. So much so much happens and she's like oh no I'm nothing mom we you know it was good right. and I was right. like oh I, basically giving her permission to say and to and to do and I didn't realize I was opening up a whole <laughs> can of worms a whole can of worm a whole Pandora box right yeah. but it feels good I, I don't regret it that finally coming to the point where I gave her permission to, you know, let's let's look at these things and it's okay to um, start talking about things. Then I realized, yes, I was a good mom and also I made some big mistakes. Yeah. 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 I love how you, how you share that so openly. I've heard you in other, um, you know, interviews too. And it's, I, I think I admire people so much who take those seasons of their life or the mistakes that they make and that they later realize 
that's not that's not who I am. That's not who I was created to be. I was just probably repeating some painful generational cycles, and I just didn't have. I didn't have the support otherwise, but I love how you you took that those those mistakes in that season and then you turned it into good, right? I think I'm I'm a big believer that God doesn't make bad things happen, but he will use them for good if we allow him to. And the fact that you you realize like, "Oh, I want to take what I didn't know and teach it to other people around the world so they don't it doesn't have to happen to them too, especially when it comes to their daughters." Um so that's beautiful. So and that's critical, right? Because I will not sit here and say that I have it all together. But you know what? I've been through enough where I could tell you don't don't go down that way. Yes. <laughs> Try to avoid that. I'm still working through these these um, relationships with my mother and with my daughter, and that's why I create the tools that I need. Yes. Yeah. So it sounds like so she she shared some things with you that really made yeah. you realize like, oh my goodness, I gotta. I got to figure this out. And I, I, I love that too, because I think children, especially the really, the strong-willed ones, in my opinion, but they can be, they're like angels to our world, because even though, you know, the, they can be difficult and they push back, or, or they're the ones that courageously say, like, hey, this is, because I know, you know, if you were to put my son and daughter next to each other and ask them that question at 13, and it would be a lot easier for my daughter to tell me, she's 12 and a half now, so I, I love this idea that I will ask her one day, um, and I've actually asked her an, a variation of that question before, but um, she's going to be like, here you go, here it is on a platter, it would take a minute to get there, right? But my right. son would ha- really, like, really struggle, right? He would have a, a lot harder time because he's just a different personality, he's so yeah. soft-hearted and, like, um, and... But at the same time, the strong-willed ones, in my experience, they can be such catalysts for change if we allow yes. them to be, right? So it's like that idea of what kind of kind of teabag are you? You never know until yeah. you're dipped into boiling water, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and when it's pointed out to you, hey, you're... It, when you're dipped into boiling water, you're you're this kind of tea, and you you realize, oh my gosh, I don't want to be that type of tea. Um, and right. then you you get the support to change. I just really yes. admire that. And now, what you're doing in the world to help other mothers and daughters is so beautiful. Yeah, and I think one of the key mistakes we, um, well, I made, and and with the mothers that I've served, you know, I see this as a common mistake is that. And my daughter shared this with me also, is that I I promoted her having a voice and speaking up for herself outside of the house. Right. But inside of the house, Mm. she didn't have that platform. She didn't have that freedom. And so, um, you know, I think we we hide under the guise sometimes as you the bible says children are to be respectful of their parents and and so we we misconstrue what respect means and and sometimes we um we interpret it as a one-way street yes and right yeah and so learning that oh my goodness this is one of my mistakes this is one of my mislearnings is that no i'm raising a whole human being here and um i have to also give her room to have her voice right here in this in the house 
Absolutely, yes. I love that. And, the, and I believe, you know, what I teach here at Fresh Start Family is the, the more you give, you know, you can share the power and give your children the voices in the home, the less they demand it out in the world, right? The more they're used to sharing and, and, and um, like kind of coexisting in that share of power and being able to speak up and then work things out peacefully is, is so important because then they're well-versed to do it out in the world. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Okay, so... So you have this realization moment, and at this point, um, you're you know you're still with the children, and then you this is when you is this when you went back to start doing your work, right? I mean, this is when you yeah. tell, and, talk to us about that journey. I mean, because yeah. then you went and you did a lot. You didn't just go back to work; you did a lot. Yeah, and and this realize I mean, remember this is like about three years ago when it all came falling right. out, and and they are grown now. Yeah. And so, you know, um, also reestablishing, we've been doing a lot of work with my daughter, um, some with my sons, but not as much as I need to do or will do. Um, And also realizing that they are adults. And so I have to also go by their pace. Yes. And I have to respect their pace um, because I've had I've had my time. (laughs) And um, but it's. It's such emotional work, and some days, you know, I could get into that um, all-or-nothing thinking. Yeah, and that is such that is such a barrier to healing. Yes, if you yeah. get in that. I'm such a bad mom. I'm such a, and, and it's like, no, you know what? Right now, I'm feeling like what I did wasn't okay. Right, and I can repair that. It doesn't make me a bad person. What I did was not okay. Yes. Right? So I find myself always um, going back and making repairs and unlearning and relearning and helping them to unlearn and relearn because they've come to expect certain things from me and expect me to behave in a certain way because that's been my pattern. And so helping them to unlearn some of those um, behaviors is really a part of what our journey is about now. Oh, that's awesome. I, I love, I always tell my the families I work with um, through the course or the membership program, I think that's one of the biggest gifts, right, of being in a space of learning, whether we're talking about positive parenting or you're getting supported by a therapist or a parenting coach or whatever it is, that we get empowered these days um, with the ability to make amends, right? I think it's such kind of a new thing, like where it, of course, it's not a new thing, but you know, our past generations, it was like you had a fight, you made a mistake, and then you never talked about it. And then you just hoped no one would remember. And then you just right. carried shame around forever. And nowadays, we get to actually repair, we get to say, hey, there was a massive tear in our relationship yesterday. And yeah. after yeah. I came down off the anger high or the feelings I was having, now I'm realizing that okay, I would, I should have done some things differently. Let's sit down and talk about it because I love you so much and we can repair this relationship. We can put new imprints on our brain. We don't have to walk around with this shame. It's, it's okay to admit that you did something wrong. And then I really believe that your children learn just as much from watching you be imperfect as they do from, you know, this idea that they, we need to be perfect and that's how they're going to learn. Well, the human condition is actually imperfection, right? You're going to make mistakes, but how do you repair it? How do you make amends? How do you, how do you still thrive in your relationship? And, and, and that's one of my favorite things about, 
you know, what we share kind of in, in the helping space is, right. is you get tools right. to be able to do that. And you really, it really does feel darn good. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you don't get hooked when you, when you have those tools, you don't have to get hooked in the emotions and yeah. it doesn't have to become about you. Right. You know, you have a bigger picture in mind. And so that's the space where grace operates. Oh, I love that. Parents, listen up. There is something very special coming soon that I'm really excited to tell you about. And that is our Fresh Start Full Mastery Program, where you will spend seven months getting personally mentored by me, learning, growing, and being poured into on every level as a parent. This program is very limited in seats due to its high level of support and mentorship. So if you're interested at all in expediting your journey from stressed to thriving as a parent, and you want to step into full ownership, embodiment, and advocacy as an empowered parent, I encourage you to go ahead and sign up for the waitlist to be notified when this program opens for enrollment. As a bonus for hopping on the waitlist, I'll send you my no-holds-barred cheat sheet, where I sum up the three most common fears and beliefs that hold parents back from reaching full fluency as an empowered, thriving parent. Plus, parents on the waitlist will get a special discount and bonuses when the program opens for enrollment in April. Just head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash full mastery to hop on the waitlist now and I'll send you more details. Yes, yes. Thank God for grace. You might not be deserving, but you got it. And it's, and it's, and so does our children. So does us. And you yeah. just got to take it. <laughs> you got to right. receive it, I should say. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And so now you you run, so you're out of Georgia, right, Anne? I, and you, and do you do in-person classes? And you, t- you teach online. You're a speaker. I mean, you do both, yeah. right? Yes, I do. I, I do um, have a private practice here in Decatur, Georgia. Uh, also, right now, I'm seeing nobody in person. Right. So everything <laughs> is online. And so I, I do workshops uh, nationwide. I do online and do different speaking engagements. But I also do work internationally as well. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Okay, well, talk to us. Let's really get into this, you know, a little bit more into our subpoints here um, about navigating these highs and lows of the mother, mother-daughter relationship. So we've touched on it. And I know before we started recording, I was telling you a little bit more about my story and how I became a positive parenting educator. But my daughter was the reason, right? I mean, I had so much so many challenges when she came into the world from the traumatic birth that went nothing like we thought. I mean, it was, I ended up having an absent birth, um, you know, where I was knocked out cold and, uh, you know, didn't get to hold her for three hours and just emergency C-section. And then she got colic. And then, um, and then she like was this amazing strong-willed personality. Exactly my child. She turned out to be exactly my mirror. She's literally a mini mini me. (laughs) And so the first three years of our our relationship together, I was just in shock. I was like, what is happening? I love her so much. And I'm really, really challenged. And so that's how I became a positive parenting educator is, you know, um, it got really deep there on the third year. And I was not 
finding joy. I was not liking her. I thought she was broken. I thought she needed to change. Um, I thought there was nothing I was doing. It was all her. And, um, and it's just been such a beautiful journey to kind of unlock all of this stuff as soon as I, I started to learn more about positive parenting I realized there was just so much more under it so as far as this you know the challenges there there are highs and there are lows and there is so much inside of these mother-daughter relationships um, so talk to us why the relationship is so important our point number one is why is right. the mother-daughter relationship so important you know, the mother-daughter relationship is, <laughs> it is so important. And as I heard you talk about your, your the birth of your daughter, I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds like me. Emergency C-section, everything not planned and um, and just looking at mini-me and my daughter today is a mini-me. <laughs> And, 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 you know, a lot of that is scientific. So when we think about the mother-daughter relationship, it's emotional, right. it's spiritual, it's physiological, it's scientific. There's just so much um, involved in that relationship. I believe that the mother-daughter relationship is the blueprint for all intimate relationships that we'll have. Wow, yeah. I really believe how you come to understand your relationship with another woman is through your mother, right? right. Friends, friend groups. If you're able to stand up to mean girls, I think all of those things come from your relationship with your mother. Wow. Right? Um, I believe that there's this scientific proof that the part of the brain that regulates emotion is more similar between mothers and daughters than any other intergenerational parent. Really? That's so, that's so fascinating. Right? And, and and it's so, it, it can get really misconstrued, and, and we'll talk about that when we talk about the different types of mother-daughter relationships, right? The mother's mental health experience or experiences, those are good indicators of the daughter's mental health space. Yes. Oh, man. Right? <laughs> So even even during an intake, when I'm having families come in, I ask them, tell me about your what mental health issues or challenges might you your mother experience? How was your mother raised? Because a lot of that serves as a predictor for how, you know, what's happening with the daughter. Isn't that crazy? It is. It just... and it's just. Yeah. It is, and it's beautiful, and it's crazy all at the same time, because you know I'll I'll have mothers because my focus is mostly around teens. I have a lot a lot of mothers will call and they'll bring their teenage daughter in because she's depressed or she's anxious or she's cut in, um, yeah. she's shut down, she's not talking and things like that. And ninety nine percent of those cases end up with there's an issue with mom. Yep. There's a, I'm having an issue with mom and I don't know how to deal with it. And I'm not here saying that mothers are bad or I'm not here to bash mothers. Right. I mean, that's the most, in my opinion, important job <laughs> of yeah. this world, in this world, on this earth to me. And that's my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bashing mothers. I'm just saying that as we become more aware and as we become um, 
yeah, as we become more aware, it's important to to know that there are resources there to help us navigate this space. And we don't have to be a superhuman. Yes, it's so true. And, and again, it's such an invitation to get the support you need yourself, right? Because if you're your daughter is struggling with something, there's a good chance that you're struggling with something like you said. And then what I find in, in my work is that, you know, when the, the, the mom, the mother is able to get the support and start unraveling things, then all of a sudden, naturally, the daughter starts to feel the relief or the child starts to feel the relief. And it's, it's so cool because it's like a double whammy. Two people get helped <laughs> instead of making somebody change. If you accept right? the invitation to start leaning into, okay, well, why am I so anxious? Why am I so reactive? Why am I so fearful? Or, you know, it's like, it's like this little mirror. Exactly. And your worst nightmare manifesting in front of you. Yes. And, and it's empowering for a mom to know that, you know what, many of these things that you're seeing and you're experiencing, you hold the key and, and we can make U-turns here. Yes, that is true, right? Because like you said, Anne, some, it can feel when you're delivering the message sometime, it can feel like, you know, this is dark, this is, this is a bummer for you to hear, but it's, it's, you know, it's like, it's all you. Well, that's not what we're talking about. We're saying that there's power. You can't make pe- other people change. However, you can influence people and you can that's naturally cool. through your relationship heal somebody else by healing yourself. Like that's powerful, yeah. right? But at first, I think when people hear that, I know, you know, every, twice a year yeah. we let new members into our membership program. And as they start to work with me really intimately, they realize a lot of the times I'm going to say to them, <laughs> let's talk about you. <laughs> let's talk about you That's first. It. How's your reactivity going? Because, you know, are you responsive or are you reactive? Are you, are you yelling? Are you hitting all these things? And you can see their mind just kind of go, oh, and then I get to tell them, and that's good news. As soon as you identify that, then you have power. It's the awareness. Yes. It's the families that actually say, no, we're not modeling anything. We don't have any issues. Those are the ones that scratch my head, but really they never happen. Right. And you, like you said, 99% of the time it's, it's the common denominator is, um, we get to support the mom and dad first and foremost, and then naturally the rest comes. Absolutely. And also, you know, in the in the relationship, it's shown that mothers favor their daughters because of shared experience biases. Oh, interesting. Right. Shared experiences. I'm like, I know mothers, you love your sons. Of course, there's no doubt about it. You have more similar experiences with your daughters. Yeah. From menstruation to all different kinds of um, female development and changes over the, the life cycle. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so that that's really common. And it's all it also shows that um, the mother daughter relationship remains stronger than any other type of the intergenerational family relationships throughout all the changes in life. And some of this information I got from Emily Glover uh, from the motherly and um, a lot of this information that I've shared is research-based as well. I love that. I love that how you combine those two because that helps me so much. I love to hear it when the, the research supports it. And I love, tell, tell me just a little bit more. We're going to get into point number two, but tell me a little bit more about this training you've done with Dr. Brene Brown. That's phenomenal. I've never, I didn't even know that that was possibility that you could become yes Yes, so a certified daring way facilitator that's incredible 
I was able um, to to be. I've loved uh, Dr. Brene Brown for ages. I've followed her work. And um, once I moved to Atlanta, I became a, a member of an organization called Black Therapists Rock. And part of uh, their their goal is to introduce different training and um, spe- specified trainings for um, tr- trainers um, or therapists of color. And so I became trained through the Daring Way, um, on the Daring Way curriculum through Dr. Brene Brown's work. And it is a phenomenal piece of work that she's done. Her research is just so amazing and she focuses mostly on um, shame and vulnerability and being able to weave that into sitting in a coaching session with um, a mother-daughter and and helping them to lean in with each other and be empathetic, not only being empathetic, but to to have self-compassion and, you know, create a safe space where they can be vulnerable because there's no love without vulnerability. Yes. And yeah. there's, you have to, you have, when you love somebody, it invokes vulnerability. Yes. And sometimes we shut off some of those emotions because we don't want to get hurt. We don't want to repeat different things. But one of the key things that um, Dr. Brene Brown shared that I really love, she says, if you numb the bad emotions, the things that you don't want to feel, you also numb the good ones. Oh, yes. It's like across the board. Right. Across the board. And I realized it resonated with me because that was a part of my story um, where I I knew I didn't want the bad things that had happened to to come up in my relationship with my daughter or with my children. And I tried to numb it, try to avoid it. But guess what? It also took out other positive emotions. Yes, yes. So many of us, right? We're never taught that anger and hurt and feeling scared and feeling sad are not only not bad emotions, but they're actually beautiful God-given emotions that have wonderful reasons, wonderful things on the other side of them. When you get actually, when you get, you know, supported with how to feel them all the way through, that's work we do a lot of on my life coaching side of things. And it's so, it's transformational because so many people go through life and they think it's just all about having happy happy yeah every day should be happy and when it's not happy then it's a problem but it's the part of the whole wholeness of life right is is all of it happy mad sad scared hurt and they all drive us they all um gear they steer us in certain directions and if we can slow down and go through them oh i love that i found i found that group black therapist rock last night as i was just learning more about you and it looks amazing Thirty thousand members you guys have right right it's a it's a beautiful space to be especially in times like these with all that in in um in the world as far as um racial profiling racism biases discrimination things like that it's it's a really good place to be to um have some support Absolutely. That is fantastic. I'm, I'm so happy to see, um, learn about that organization. Um, okay, Miss Ann. All right. So t- 
talk to us about point number two, ways to stay connected with your daughter through adolescence and into the teen years. So I know, um, you know, you, you specialize in, in, you know, help. one of your specialties is in serving teens and, and their parents. And I know whenever, you know, we have guests on the show that we're talking about teens, I always want to make sure listeners, you know, don't push stop right now because... Everything that we're talking about when we talk about adolescents and teens, even if you have young little kids, you're going to be so much you're so much more prepared if you hear what we're talking about before you absolutely need to hear it. Like That's hear right. it now if you have toddlers, listen to this. Listen to what Anne is going to share with us about this because it's important and relationship, you know, strength or staying connected, being connected with a child in my opinion doesn't just happen overnight. Like it there's yeah. a runway. <laughs> So, so talk to us about this. Um, how yeah. do we stay connected with our daughters, especially as things get challenging? Yeah, I think I think what you just said is so critical. Um, and one of the things that I, one of the questions that I ask my parents um, is, and this is really good for parents with young kids as well. What do you want your relationship to look like ten years from now, mm-hmm. twenty years from now? Because it doesn't just happen, right? Right. And so whatever it is that you want it to look like, let's start building that now. Let's build it on um, grounds of respect, uh, give and take the grace, honesty, open mindedness. Let's build it on those on those things now, regardless if they're two or they're 20. Right. Right. Let's start building Grasp a vision of what it is that you want your relationship to look like. If you're looking for closeness, if you're looking for somebody who wants to come and visit you and um, and engage with you, then it's important to start respecting that now and start teaching and treating that child, uh, teaching them those skills right now. Yes. As if as if this is 20 years from now start showing grace start showing the the range of emotions start letting them know that you know what i'm not perfect and this is how we repair yeah this is how we ask for forgiveness this is how we own our stuff you know start doing those things now yes because that is so connecting you know i've I've t- I've told a few stories before on the show, but um, you know I remember sitting on the corn the, the uh, with a neighbor one night, just as an example of how vulnerability really d- is connecting. And I'd had a hard night. It was like probably seven years ago now, and um, I came out to the block and you know just plopped down on the curb and just started crying and saying. I'm just so overwhelmed and at the time you know I was probably in not a great space with my daughter Stella and uh, and she looked at me and she said um, afterwards she said thank you so much for being real with me and and just being vulnerable and um, I feel so much more connected to you now and same thing I had a a jog with a dear friend the other night where um, she told me some stuff that she was like I was really nervous to tell you that it was about her mental health journey and about how she's been facing depression and um, and it was so beautiful because in the minute, in the like moment, it was kind of a little awkward. And I was like, oh, I, I wanted to help her and fix her. But and then I realized, no, she just wants someone to talk to. And it was so connecting the vulnerability. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. like, yeah, what I hear you saying is like there's in the messiness in the like, 
the kind of turbulent waters, if we can just grasp onto all those things you said and implement them, almost like a daily checklist, right? Like, have you checked off today? Like, have you attempted grace, empathy, patience, mutual right. respect, all those things you shared? Um, because as long as you're bringing them into your relationship every day, it's so connecting. Yeah. Have you complimented more than you criticize? Oh, I love that one. Right? That, that is a good one. Uh, because, again, the visual of 10, 20 years down the line is so important because what you are going to be is your child's inner voice. Mm, yes. And, and, and mothers somehow have the strong inner voice that we hear and and you it's it's in this time and in this space that you have to decide do you want to be the inner critic or the inner cheerleader yes but you're gonna be something yes right and so making that decision now do I want to be her inner critic or do I want to be her inner cheerleader that is great mm. have you ever seen the movie ladybird ladybird I don't think so. Oh my gosh, no, you would enjoy it. Ever, all the listeners out there, it's a you. Oh my gosh, you would love it um, because it's about really the the core of the story is about the mother daughter relationship. But it won a bunch of Oscars a few years ago, and it's a female director. She's amazing, and um, but it it just is such a great depiction of what happens with mothers and daughters often, and oh. it just helps you catch yourself and go. Oh my gosh, I gotta, <laughs> I really need to up my grace, my empathy, my compassion, my compliments, right? because you see how it wears down a relationship. Um, and it's just really, really moving. So, absolutely. I, I have to check that out. Yeah, you I will must love check it. that out. So, yeah, uh, building that connection. And also, I have my uh, clients do this activity, and it's right in the ABCs of connections. So you just go through the alphabet and write A, one thing that has to do with A, you know, maybe apple orchard or um, something, an activity that you can do together that begins with B. Maybe it's bacon brownies and, and C. Nice. And it doesn't matter how old you are. This is, you know, one of the things that when I poll my audience, they said that no matter how old a daughter gets, she is one of the things that she wants most from her mother is acceptance and validation. Mm, yeah, it's going to make me cry. <laughs> right? And so no matter how old you are, you know, baking brownies and, and see, you know, I don't know, go caroling together. or mm -hmm. But that activity is so powerful because you go through the list together and you come up with 26 things to match the alphabet of things that you can do to connect and stay connected. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. 
And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier. Okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. I love it. That is, I'm going to steal that one (laughs) and credit you, of course, in my membership program, because that is fantastic. And it really doesn't matter what it is, right? It's just like, hey, yeah, it's building connections. And that's really um, so powerful with my, my rise in college freshmen. Because that is such a hard time for them. You know, they're getting ready to leave home in most cases for the first time. And they're like, oh, my gosh, am I going to stay connected? It's, it's just a wealth of, um, of uh, overwhelming feelings and, and so much that's going on in that space. And so for them to do that activity with their mothers, it's, it's enlightening, it's empowering. Oh, that is awesome. Okay. Our last point is talk to us about the types of mother-daughter relationships and how to thrive, how to have one that thrives. (laughs) There's so many different ones out there and I've observed so many in, in my work and, um, you know, we, there is one that's really, it's pretty common. I won't even touch that one. There is a narcissistic mother-daughter relationship type, Mm, you know, um, and, and it can be, that's a very toxic relationship, right? Um, but there are other, other ones like role reversal Mm. where, you know, um, (laughs) the daughter takes the role of the mother and so there is a there's a tilt in that um, hierarchy there, mm, you know. Okay. I know, and so there's that role reversal where the daughter is is saying, "Well, mom, you you, you shouldn't do this," or I, you know, the daughter is protecting the mom, looking out for the mom, setting ground rules and in different things like that for whatever reason. Sometimes we find this in places where moms um, have had a significant amount of trauma in her life. Right. 
And it might even be that she started parenting very early. And when her daughter gets of a certain age, she might feel like, um, you know, I'm, I'm tired of parenting. Yeah. Or in, in some of her stuff starts coming up. So the role reversal one is, is a critical one. I wonder, if, does that line up, and with, like, permissive parenting, would you say? Does that kind of go hand in hand it, a little it bit? It can be. You know, it's, 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 it's very laissez-faire. It's, mm-hmm. it's not um, something that, it's not a relationship that has structure. Right. Um, yeah. But it's, it's yeah. It happens, yeah. yeah it happens, yeah. And there's like the sister, the sisters, right? right? And we see this a lot where um, mothers have uh, usually in, in when they're single mothers or they have their children really young again and the grandmother steps in or somebody older steps in and they're raised together, kind of like sisters. Uh, yeah. And so... Sometimes us as grandmothers can step in too much and take over the role of mothering and that leaves the mother displaced. Right, because she hasn't been empowered. Like she's when stuff's done for you, yeah. Exactly. And so it becomes more of a sister relationship. They share clothes. They might even call each other by first name. Um, you know, it's it's just not that what we would consider a mother-daughter relationship, but it is a type. Right, got it, okay. Yeah, yeah. and then um, there is the the authoritarian and the submissive uh, type. Mm, yeah. So this is, this is a really hard one because sometimes we find the mother in this stage is a very driven and she is, um, she didn't, she didn't get her dreams fulfilled and so she in in essence canceled out her daughter's personality by subjecting her to you have to be a part of this group you have to do this you have to study abroad you have to fulfill all the things that I didn't get a chance to fulfill yeah absolutely and that crushes the daughter, um, her personality. And sometimes in, in cases like this, when if the daughter has a, a chance to um, inter- interact with other people um, and she comes to a realization, there can be a big disconnect. Yes, yes. And a lot of resentment can come from this. Yeah. Right. And and, and in this case, a lot of times when the daughter decides to individuate um, and have her own personality, then it causes mothers to be lost Mm, because all of her has been about molding and grooming her daughter. Yes. It's one of my favorite things about my membership community, especially the bonfire after my families go through my foundations course is I think there's a lot of aha moments and awareness where families, you know, mothers see, okay, I'm parenting in this way with this relationship and to watch them change that, right? Because there is this, you know, a lot of people, a lot of moms I talk with, it feels like there's a lot of control and stress relief when they're young, when you have that type of relationship set up and then like you said it's like a ticking time bomb because at what point is the daughter going to realize this is this is not feel right with my heart and (laughs) I'm out I'm bouncing from the relationship so to speak and then you have 
then you really um, are not able to influence or, or have a lot exactly. of control, so and then, to speak. Yeah, and it turns into cases where you have the strangers. That's another type where, you know, we have nothing in common. We have no connection. Oh, yes. we, we connect just to say we're connecting we talk about the weather and you know that's the extent of our relationship we don't hate each other we just are distant oh that is so fascinating yeah wow yeah Yeah. and then we have the the mother-daughter relationship where um mother is you know she she she's more accepting of herself she knows who she is even and she knows that she she gives herself permission to fail and she passes that on she sees her daughter as an individual and not just as an extension of her and she empowers her daughter to follow her dreams I love what's this one? This is the one we're going for. What is it, Anne? What's it called? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a name for it yet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But that is, look, the desired mother daughter. Yes. I think everybody desire that, right? Yes. I you think need to create a fancy name for that one. <laughs> I know, right? I, I, I think that's the attuned. I think that oh, might be the, the, I love that. a proper name for it. The attuned mother daughter um, relationship where mother is, is you know, she's, she's attuned she's she's satisfied or not satisfied but she's confident in who she is and who she is and and she's okay and she can be empathetic in her relationship with her daughter and she's okay with her daughter making different choices oh I love that and I know for me like obviously striving for that one I just as you talk about the other types of relationships there are days where I get glimpses of them all you know and I feel like I kind of have to pull back and go oh that's not the direction I want to go in because, you know, because uh, of my training and and what I do every day, I I know that, like you said, 10 years down the road, there are going to be consequences to those ones. Um, But it's, it's, I just think it's interesting to know that, you know, to say that we all have, there's days where you get, you kind of step your foot in a lot of those and then you realize, oh, wait, let me get back to this one. This is, this is what I'm going for. This is the long-term vision. This is what, uh, really is is probably most in line with my morals and my values and my and my um, yeah and, and and guess what when when we talked about the tuned relationship or the one that's most in line with your morals and your values it's okay to understand that it might not line up culturally yes yes it might not line up with what you've seen what you're accustomed to or people in your circle what they're accustomed to and it might not align culturally but is that the vision that you have for your family that and your your relationship that is the mic drop that is the sound clip of this episode because it's so important and yes there's so much of what we've talked about today that is so countercultural. and even in the christian space right i mean i teach a lot at my church i have a a full program um, called jesus guided parenting for families of christian faith and and it is it is absolutely often countercultural what we practice and we you know i believe it's fully in line with jesus and jesus was countercultural right like he yeah. was he was he very was different he was yes. empathetic he was open to others who were not like him yes he listened right? he, <laughs> he was listened. firm <laughs> right yeah yeah he knew who he and was so, it, yeah 
And so that is, yeah, and, and it's okay to find support and, and go against go against the grain. Again, yes. the biggest thing that I can say is grab a vision for what you want in your relationship. Oh, and I go love for that. it. Yes, I've been recently um, kind of learning more about just kind of visioning stuff and um and that's really powerful. I didn't I didn't realize how powerful that is and now I'm I'm learning more about it and I'm really yeah. wanting yeah. to learn more and more because there's been pockets in my life and especially, you know, yeah. with my students and my members that I that I use visioning, um, and I don't even know if that's the proper term, but I'm realizing holy smokes, it is powerful. It is it powerful. is powerful. It's visioning or some people might say visualizing, um, but actually writing the vision for your relationship. Because here's the thing. A lot of times we go into parenting with a whole lot of baggage and a whole lot of fear. And what we focus on is what manifests. Right. Yes, and if we're yes. focusing on being fear based, if we're focusing on our fears, so I'm afraid this might happen. So I'm not going to do this. I'm trying to clamp down and have more control because of my fear. Then that is exactly what's going to manifest. Yes. Which mm-hmm. is we can have a whole nother episode on that because I'm so fascinated by that. It's really, yeah. really weird and fascinating at the same time but powerful for us all to remember Absolutely. oh my gosh you have, you have given us so much wisdom today and thank you for sharing your time and um before we go tell us just a little bit a few more things i want to ask you about i know you do a lot of service in west africa too and i want to hear about it what are you doing over there I oh loved- my goodness oh now yes. i'm i'm switching to my next passion yes <laughs> i uh i founded an organization that's called project safety nets and we work primarily in west africa and we work around empowering developing communities through education, health, and economic development. We help women and girls to create sustainable lifestyles. And it's it's, it's so amazing. It it motivates me to do what I do here so that I can go there and keep the cycle going um, as we spread the love of Jesus Christ. And um, I organize a missions trip once a year so right on the crust of the um, pandemic, we were evacuated out of Africa because we were on our missions trip. Wow. Wow. So that's another experience. Um, so um, incredible. We're, we're doing such amazing things. And right now we're just funded through uh, people's donations and they can look up look us up at projectsafetynets.com or .org. We, um, a couple of things that we just did, we hired women because once the pandemic hit, everything closed down, resources were limited. But with the donations that we received, we hired women to make masks for their community. Nice. And so we had a huge mass distribution um, about a month ago and we have another one coming up in a couple of weeks and we also distribute mosquito bed nets to fight against malaria two weeks ago we gave 40 women 40 micro loans to enhance and start their businesses yes that's and amazing so I, 
Well, I can talk about that for days and for days and for days. Uh, but that's how um, that's the space. We have girls conference every year where we te- we teach girls about being empowered. Uh, we teach them about hygiene. We bring uh, and share hygiene kits so that they can go to school and manage their menstrual cycle because a lot of girls yeah. don't have access to that. Wow. Amazing. So, so uh, uh, Project Safety Nets. And yes. and I know that's on Instagram. Um, you have a few different Instagram accounts. I, lo- I love following you on Instagram. You guys, make sure you go follow her. She's always got encouragement and um, just so much good wisdom. She drops over there. And then um, I'll make sure that I put uh, your website and all of your links into the show notes page. Um, but anything you want to tell our listeners about as we tune off as far as um, any upcoming workshops or ways yeah. to work with you or anything? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can find me on multiple platforms at andillard.lmft um, or andillardlmft. Uh, YouTube has a wealth of information and uh, Team Talk Live where I interview guests to talk about issues and challenges and triumphant things that's happening in the lives of teens. That's going on. But right now we're getting ready. You heard it here first. We're getting ready to um, roll out our mother-daughter coaching program. Yes. Yes. And so this is, I mean, it's not even fully hot off the press yet because I'm still doing the finishing touches for the coaching manual and it is eight weeks eight intense weeks of journeying with uh, mothers and daughters journeying through this this process and using some of the tools that I've shared here to repair restore reflect strengthen their relationships Beautiful. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Well, you'll have to let me know when it's finished and we'll make sure, I'm not sure when this episode will, will um, yeah. air, but we'll make sure we get a link up to that program. Um, so we can, we can help you promote it. And oh, that's so cool. And, and then we'll make sure we put your book on the show notes page too. And on our shop page at the Fresh Start Family website, we have a shop page where I love to put um, books that, that I admire and that I've enjoyed over the years. So we'll make sure we add yeah. Unchain My Legacy. Unchain My Legacy. And for those who, you know, they may not be willing or able right now to have conversations or maybe they want to have those conversations in the privacy of themselves without Mm -hmm. defensiveness and things like that I do have a mother-daughter prompt journal uh, with lots of prompts lots of um, support in in that journal and it also has activities uh, for you to work through if you you become agitated (laughs) or frustrated with what you're discovering and um, this is a really nice tool that I think um, mothers and, and I, I suggest age 10 and up. Nice. If you can grasp the concept and write it down, those are really, really important prompts in there that you can work on even preventing some of these things from happening. Oh, I love it. And thank you so much for being here. You are such a light thank in the you. world. And um, we're grateful thank for you your for time. What you do. Thank you for what you do. Thank you. I appreciate the invitation and I appreciate the opportunity to spend this time with you today. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> okay. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day.
All right, families, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I loved recording it for you. It's now time to join the waitlist for our Fresh Start Full Mastery Program that starts in April. When you join the waitlist, you'll get instant access to the No Holds Barred Cheat Sheet, three common fears and beliefs that hold parents back from reaching full fluency as an empowered parent. Plus, you'll get special pricing when the program launches in April. Just head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash full mastery to hop on the wait list now and I'll send you more details. As always, thanks for listening. Please share this episode with friends and family who you think would benefit by either texting them the link or screenshotting and throwing up a story over on Instagram saying why you love this episode. Just be sure to tag me. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy so I can say hello in the DMs and personally thank you for being awesome.